currently I have a clothing brand called Contract Year. Um, and Matt was gracious enough to accept the name as our podcast because it, it kind of embodies what we're trying to discuss and, and what we're trying to bring to light. Because it's dope. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're, we're in this digital space. That That's that's part of, of what we're going to discuss. Uh, What's but, contract year mean to you? So contract year... Um, well, it, it comes from the, the the term in sports, like, oh, he's in his contract year, so it's like a make-or-break year for him or her. So, like, a top at you know, an athlete. An athlete signs a contractual agreement for whatever organization, team, club, whatever the sport is, um, and it's the, the last year of their deal. So the stigma is in the last year of the deal, that's usually when you see athletes perform at their highest level, and then once – they perform, they outperform their previous contract. They get a new contract that is very, very lucrative. And what comes with that is you'll see a lot of the times a drop off mm -hmm. because people get fat and happy. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm good or whatever the case may be. Um, but people like you and I being a part of corporate America, specifically sales, um, you just get a pat on the back like, hey, crush your number. On to the next one. What's your uh, what's your number for next month? though? Right. So it's like you're you're consistently in it, and it, it can be very taxing uh, mentally and physically if, if that's not what you're what you're prepared for. So, contract year, I wanted to bring to us uh, because um, a lot of the athletes they they do get get the praise for putting in the work and things like that to become such a uh, sophisticated elite player, but we're sophisticated and an elite in the and what we do mm -hmm. too. So. Um, I and the goal to, is to bring it not just in that contract year to right. have that mentality, that mindset, that work ethic for everything, for everything at all aspects of your life. If if you have a family, you want to be the best father and mother that you can be. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you want to bring your brand to light the best way that you possibly 100%. can. If you're working in corporate America, you want to give it your all in, in whatever you're doing. So, um, wanted to take that term and not only bring it into the fashion lane, but to to the audio you know what i'm saying so uh again i'm super gracious for you dude i'm um, so pumped taking that on man <laughs> it, it fits it, it for i was a fan of yours and contract years before but it fits what we want to talk about like when we were bouncing around different names and talking about moon talk and and yeah. different things around investments and nfts you know doing really well and shooting to the moon it, it really all falls under the concept concept of contract year and and you know, building something from the ground up and letting it just take off. Yeah, wag me. You know yeah, what yeah. Well, what's wag me? <laughs> we all gonna make it. podcast you know what i'm saying hold up <laughs> let's go welcome to the contract year podcast we'll get into it a little bit why it's the contract year podcast but i want i want you to give a brief introduction my brother let's go welcome to, everybody to you and, and and what you're about man yes my name matt broder adam and i met a couple years ago at work and we both just kind of bonded over over the concept of entrepreneurship and kind of one day getting out and doing doing our own thing you know we, we we saw some things during during our times and and realized you know what now's the time in our life where it's time to start a podcast and just start talking about what we want to talk about over the last couple of years i've gotten really into trading cards um and collectibles and collectability let's go <laughs> i got a uh, an ig page southpaw slabs i i also was a a, a former baseball player i pitched as a, a left-handed pitcher at the university of michigan let's go man. um so i I tried to take that as far as I could. I, I chased a dream after college, but it led me into led me into corporate life where, you know, I learned a bunch of stuff, but realized there's a lot more out there. There's valuable lessons in that. Yeah, there are. There yeah. are. And you gotta you gotta go through some some tough times. You gotta put some work in, some uh some sweat equity. Yeah. I think we like to call it. And to just, you know, shape who you are. And 
you know, I realized some things about what I was doing wasn't wasn't going to be my life. And now as as Adam and I both in the last year, AG and I both in the last year, um, <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way, we, we've gotten so ingrained in, in the digital world and learning about Web3 and NFTs. Yeah. It's, it's something I, I've become really passionate about. And, and I'm excited to be talking about these things with you. Yeah, man, I'm, a, I'm excited to collaborate. Um, I've been seeing you do your thing. And like you were saying, we we kind of came together in our in corporate environment mm-hmm. and then just kind of grew in our disdain, <laughs> if you will. Um, but my name's AG. Um, I've actually had a podcast before, the Off Top Podcast. We discussed a bunch of different topics culturally. We started out focusing on entrepreneurship, but it, it went kind of left. Um, but shout out to Brian. He he definitely introduced me into podcasting, and, and it's something I, I've I've grown passionate about. I didn't necessarily seek it; it kind of just happened. And mm-hmm. I love recording, man. Like if, if we can record a conversation and put it out there, like I'm all for it. Like I, I I love the collaboration, especially when we start having some guests on here, guests that you've probably seen on on the past podcast, but also um, new new guests that we're super excited about. Uh, currently, I have a clothing brand called Contract Year, um, and Matt was gracious enough to accept the name as our podcast because it, it kind of embodies what we're trying to discuss and, and what we're trying to bring to light. Because it's dope. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're, we're in this digital space. That, that's that's part of, of what we're going to discuss. Uh, What's but, Contract Year mean to you? So Contract Year... Um, well, it, it comes from the, the the term in sports, like, oh, he's in his contract year, so it's like a make or break year for him or her. So like a top at, you know, an athlete. An athlete signs a contractual agreement for whatever organization, team, club, well, whatever the sport is, um, and it's the, the last year of their deal. So the stigma is in the last year of the deal, that's usually when you see athletes perform at their highest level. And then once... They perform, they outperform their previous contract. They get a new contract that is very, very lucrative. And what comes with that is you'll see a lot of the times a drop off Mm -hmm. because people get fat and happy. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm good or whatever the case may be. Um, But people like you and I, being a part of corporate America, specifically sales, um, you just get a pat on the back like, hey, crush your number. On to the next one. What's uh, What's your number for next month, though? Right. So it's like you're you're consistently in it, and it, it can be very taxing uh, mentally and physically if, if that's not what you're what you're prepared for. So, contract year, I wanted to bring to us uh, because um, a lot of the athletes they they do get get the praise for putting in the work and things like that to become such a uh, sophisticated and elite player, but we're sophisticated and elite in the and what we do mm-hmm. too. So. Um, I and the goal to, is to bring it not just in that contract year to right. have that mentality, that mindset, that work ethic for everything, for everything at all aspects of your life. If, if you have a family, you want to be the best father and mother that you can be. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you want to bring your brand to light the best way that you possibly 100%. can. If you're working in corporate America, you want to give it your all in, in whatever you're doing. So um, wanted to take that term and not only bring it into the fashion lane, but to to the audio, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, again, I'm super gracious for you. Dude, I'm um, so pumped. Taking that on, man. It, it fits. <laughs> it, it for, I was a fan of yours and contract years before, but it fits what we want to talk about. Like when we were bouncing around different names and talking about moon talk and, and yeah. different things around investments and NFTs, you know, doing really well and shooting to the moon. It really all falls under the concept concept of contract year and and you know building something from the ground up and letting it just take off. Yeah, you know? wag me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. Well, what's wag me? <laughs> we all gonna make it. We'll yeah. we'll get we'll get into the the uh, NFT terminologies in, in, in an episode or two. But you know, I was just thinking too. The one thing about being in your contract year, you don't see a lot of the negative. I mean, unless the players you know playing bad, you don't see a lot of the failures behind the scene but that's something that excites me about what we're going to talk about yeah while we're passionate and and maybe more involved in some of these things than most of our listeners or some like we want to explain what we're going through and the mistakes that we're making to 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 show you guys to avoid them yourselves but to show you 
all the different ways you can you can use this new world we live in this this web three this different things we're doing rather share our mistakes to benefit everyone else absolutely and i've made hella mistakes um specifically with my own brand um and i'll get into that in later episodes but if we're going to take it to athlete terms um i blew my acl this year you know what i'm saying (laughs) so um, Nowadays, though, you can come back from that. You can come back from that. Stronger so that, than that's, ever. That's what we're trying to do here with this podcast. So yeah. um, I definitely appreciate anybody, everybody who's tuned in. Um, if you're an off-top listener in the past, welcome back. Really appreciate you. If you're new, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Please, as as this grows, please comment, you know, tag us. Whatever you want, whatever you need to do to get in contact with us, we, we would love your ideas, yeah. collaboration with you, you know, how we can get better, what type of guests, what type of things you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're going to start in our own lane, what we know, but, you know, as we evolve, we need some help with the evolution. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Matt and I sat down last weekend, had a real in-depth discussion on where we want to take this thing and, and how it's going to look, how it's going to sound. Um, if you're coming from off top, um, it's going to be completely different visually, um, and we're, we're going to stay the course as far as what we set out to do. Um, again, I, I really enjoy recording. I really enjoy my brother Matt here, um, and I think we can we can we can do something special moving forward. I think so. I think so. Yeah, man. You wanna you wanna hop into the the. <laughs> The conversation I'm passionate about, but I don't know how much I can talk about it because I'm I'm currently hit me, you know, you know, still corporate up over here. But um, I guess for you being being a man on your own at this point in time, which I fucking envy the shit out. Hold on, <laughs> solo dolo. Well, well deserving. Um, what I guess what is freeing about being on your own, being on like not necessarily having that structure or some people would call it a safety net mm-hmm. um, versus what you're doing currently. Like, can you describe like the two different feelings, how you're feeling mentally and in, in, in both situations? Yeah. The, the, yes. I think that the, the benefits and the downs that well, the good things and what scares you are, are, are very similar. And that, that's the, that's the interesting thing I've learned about entrepreneur entrepreneurship and being on my own. It's like, the best part about it is you're the only person responsible for your successes and your failures is you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take accountability 100% from everything you do. Um, that's, that's so impactful to, to me and to figuring out where I want to take my life, where I want to take my business, different things that I want to do. But it's also the scary part. Like, like there is no safety net to, to pick you back. If you fail, you feel if you fail, it's your face, it's your brand. It's yeah. it's it it makes it especially at the beginning, it made it makes it harder to make decisions if if you're judging yourself or, or not as aware of of what you want to do or where you want to go with this. There's so much judgment out there. I think what I've learned, just accepting that, that no matter how big or small you are or what you talk, there's always gonna be haters. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So with the with the judgment, because I can elaborate in my own too, um, and how you deal with it. But um, do you think that if you were still a nine to fiver mm-hmm. or had a, a corporate gig or whatever the case, you would think you got a pat on the back from everybody and everybody supports you at that point in time? And then when you're on your own, do you feel the opposite? You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, so I think I know where you're going. Like, if you have a nine to five, like to me in society, that's expected. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so like, for example, if you uh, were on Instagram today and you just posted like, I just accepted this new gig versus um, if you are on Instagram, you're like, I just quit my job. I'm an entrepreneur. Which one do you think will get more engagement? Probably the first one. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, that's exactly how I feel, because it's like. I don't know if people are envious. I don't know if people uh, just want to see you fail. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think it's that's a great question. I'm glad you didn't even talk about this before. This is all off off top. (laughs) Um, I think people how there's so many different areas where people can judge what you're doing or, or where you're going. I 
the hard part is understanding like the honesty behind those judgments. Like mm-hmm. I bet that there's more people that are envious of the person who just quit their job than the person who accepted a new position. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's socially acceptable to congrat you know it's more familiar that's what you're supposed to you're supposed to you're supposed to have another job lined up if you're going to quit your other job or you know like Mm -hmm. it's just all what you're supposed to do not necessarily the right thing for each individual person right you know because we're all individuals like i i even i remember when i first started contract year um and i came out with a post explaining what it was and and what it means to me and how it's going to look moving forward that was my most engaged piece. And then when I actually started doing shit, it dropped off immediately. Like you know what actual, I mean? Yeah, the actual... The <laughs> the actual what I was talking about. Right, this is what I was talking about. You guys should like all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. it shows you how, how many people gravitate or appreciate or or will react positive or neg- positively or negatively to you you as a person and your like your plans and your emote like people support you mm. now before they support contract year i think the goal now is to like contract year is is ag like this is you want yeah. whether it's a clothing or podcast or your brand like almost that association to come together like i i think i sense that's what you want or at least somewhat that's definitely what i want just like you know what i'm saying like you you can fuck with my shit or not i'm not saying like like you guys got to all love what i'm doing um I, i'm just more so using myself as an example but for anybody out there yourself too like uh when when southpaw first came out it was like like you see the engagement high when it started and then now when you're actually putting out content and like hey this is what i'm about this is what i'm doing it kind of teeters off and mm-hmm. I, I always thought that was weird because it's like you know what i mean like i think it shows how much you got to you got to keep innovating yeah. as, uh, to, to reach the consumer. You'll probably always have your loyal family, friends, OGs. Oh, yeah, yeah. But how do you keep everyone interested when other people are innovating in, in a similar space? Yeah. You know? Yeah. How is Contract Year as a clothing company going to innovate? How is Contract Year media company going to innovate? Mm-hmm. You know, there's the no jumpers out there. There's the uh, uh, all the barstool stuff. Like, they've all got their shtick. They also keep innovating, bringing new people and new having people new pretty crazy ass, some crazy ass people. Um, <laughs> so Hopefully, like, we'll get some crazy ass people. Yeah, yeah, but that's what we got to think about with this. Like, what what stuff are we going to talk? About? What's going to be the next iteration? Okay, it's down the line, you know. So, uh, even even with that, how are you feeling mentally in comparison? Like, do you feel like? more of a relief being on your own and i know you just talked about some of the yeah the downfalls but putting your yourself back in the corporate uh in the in the corporate shoes if you will how like what is better for you mentally like your personal experience i so it's been tough it's been a a, a strange we'll call it six months since i i've okay. been unemployed so there's been a, a ton of emotions so i'm, I'm trying to think in some ways, like how would I feel if I was back in, I think to be back in corporate America, I would need to really be passionate about the job that I'm doing, mm-hmm. what sales or, or, or whatnot. Like I felt I was, I was good at sales and I, I, I was very actually thankful to my, my previous company that they allowed me to say, sell in my own way. Like there, yeah. there wasn't, the pressures were a little different than some other companies, but, you know, at some point, if if you don't truly care about the product or, or what you're talking about every single day, mm-hmm. that genuine, genuine, genuinely, genuinely <laughs> won't come across to customers or clients. Like, right, right. I think there's a, t- a ticker to that. And so I'm, well, even I what, think that's accurate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So being in a position where my focus is is all on what I'm passionate about or what I want to be associated with me. Yes, there are a lot of pressures, but the the mental ease of that is is nice. Okay. Once you start okay. bringing in financial pressures and and there's some tough mental times that I've had to go to. When you don't have a salary, when you don't have guaranteed income right. coming in. I had just bought a house before I left. So there are things about that that are definitely a lot of pressure. But mm-hmm. I think from a... a overall perspective where do i want to be going with my life i think i'm mentally much more um stable 
Cool. And and thank you for elaborating yeah. on that. I just wanted to ask you that because a lot of uh, listeners, including myself, want to know, okay, if I if I remove this quote-unquote safety net, what is that going to feel like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I definitely appreciate the perspective of somebody who's actually done that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a time to, for a lot of people, for, for me to understand, am I a, a CEO or am I a number two or a number five? Like, yeah. when there's nothing wrong with any one of those, but are you the leader of a company, of, of a group of people, of mm. whatever you want to do, or are you is your personality and your are you better off being that number two you know yeah and and are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. um because like one of my favorite podcasters he um he preaches ownership over and over and over and over but uh, something that really stuck with me is as as a boss as an owner people don't realize that you're the last one to get paid mm-hmm. so like if, if if you're a show producer uh, you have to pay for the equipment, uh, the editing, uh, the person who actually does that, the light guy, makeup, like that it, comes out of your pocket. And then, and then whatever is left, that's yours. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like a lot of people um, think it's cool to say, like, you know, I want to be my own boss and stuff like that. But then, when when you really get into it, it's like, oh shit, you might not actually want to be. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. With and there's that. and there's nothing wrong with that. Even like. Even when I started uh, contract year, I knew my first year I'm not making no money. Mm-hmm. Like I'm you not, just accepted that. Yeah, I'm not making any money. Um, with clothing lines in general, it takes like five years to like really go crazy. Um, so I just wanted to make sure the the foundation was 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 good, good to go. Um, every time we come out, it's quality clothes, no matter what. I'm not sacrificing sacrificing that at all. Um, but with that being said that's just out of my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole thing is out of my pocket, um, which I've, I've accepted, uh, including this podcast, like mm-hmm. editing it. Um, we're going to do some really cool things visually um, coming up here, but it's for the product. Like this is something I'm proud of. This is something that I want to put out and I want to do it the right way. And, right. And, I, and at the same time, I'm also learning. So some shit might come out that I don't like, but we're going to change it up. But I say that all to say, it's okay if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Like, there's different ways to go about it. Like, I know we're going to get into NFTs and, and being essentially a, a digital entrepreneur. Um, but I think it's important to have a perspective of somebody who is actually doing this actively and not not two feet in two different lanes I got like you. myself. I got you. It, it's probably <laughs> something we can elaborate on. When, yeah. when uh, you're talking about you have a friend who's in the mental health field, um, when she comes on, probably have a much longer conversation because mental health is a it's an important topic for everything yeah definitely in this Mm -hmm. space definitely something i've dealt with over the last couple years like you know pre all of this there's a lot we can unpack there um but i think it's important for what whether you're on your own or not just start to understand who you like who you are who you are pros and cons yeah and you you were talking about ownership and and did being a digital entrepreneurship i think the concept of NFTs and of of where Web three, this you know, we'll call it Web three, is moving, it's creating opportunities for everybody yeah. to on, on a variety of scales to to take on ownership themselves of of things of assets. Exactly, and I'm super excited for the artists um, because for the longest, like you do art and it's kind of limiting as mm-hmm. far as your career, like you. I'm there, I bet you there's a bunch of artists in corporate America that's they're just like they cut their passion off because they can't monetize it. Mm-hmm. So this NFTs and um, um, Web3 are, are giving people opportunities to tap into what they actually give a fuck about. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> this is the question of the for me. This is just the question of the century. Oh, what is an NFT? Who gives a like, fuck? <laughs> what, like, how would you define it? And and I'm asking this. There's probably so many people. NFTs are so stigmatized now, yeah. in a neg- for for good reason in many in many instances. But like, you fucking Ponzi schemer. Yeah, there's a lot of negativity <laughs> around it, and which is fair. But there's there's also a lot of awesome shit. Yeah, a, a lot of good that this is turning into. So what, what does it mean to you? What, what yeah. definition or, and I'm more so on the side of that, of there's 
way more awesome shit than negative shit. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. negative shit, and we'll talk about that too. But um, I'll save the actual definition for another. <laughs> but for me, it's honestly giving power back to the artist. That's what it is. Like if it's done the right way, and um, building art communities, that's an NFT to me. Like it depends. Like we can get into semantics of what actually one is and what it it really does. But for me, it's a um, it's it's a source of income for the creatives, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how how you enter that lane. You might not be a creative, but you are a collector of art. It this the space is built for you. If if you're if you're definitely an artist, you should get involved immediately. But uh, what excites me about it is people profiting from their passions mm-hmm. essentially and that's what an nft is to me yeah um but what about yourself so i i, I agree with you 100 i i think and i'll give my brief definition just to i think to add on to that uh or to give it some some hopefully a little bit of clarity mm-hmm. like, I, I think of an nft as a, a digital asset that you own that's s- stored located and authenticated on the blockchain and the blockchain is also something not many people understand and to be honest i don't understand it in a ton of depth oh yeah we this podcast is not financial advice yeah we're just telling you our experiences um and what we understand of the technology kind of giving you our frame of reference to help you form your own nothing we say should be should be used as you definitely ask us questions about it if you want but um don't be like matt said get fucking Mm -hmm. uh barbie trolls right so i bought seven of them (laughs) (laughs) that's your first one right oh yeah (laughs) yeah the hype hype hippos oh my god hype horses fuck yeah i'll ask you about that in a minute (laughs) but the blockchain you know how i understand the blockchain is a bunch of computers millions around the world that are talking to each other and validating xyz validating that this is on the block that you own this it was sold by this person bought by this person on the blockchain so an artist when they're creating i feel like you were talking about they can put out a piece of their art that's sold to for however much money they want to sell it to someone mm-hmm. when they put it on the blockchain and it can't be changed ever it can't be altered they can write into that into the contract that they they build it with that they get a 10% royalty every time that token is traded. Yeah. So that allows them to, you can sell it for cheap and then keep making money off the residual sales. Yep. Like you can sell it expensive and, you know, there, there's creative control over. Yeah. Forever. Price it out. Yeah. Forever. So you think about like, imagine if Picasso or, 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 hey, imagine if Picasso was still alive today. Do you know how pissed he would be that he's not making a cent off? Any painting he had ever made, right? What he probably sold it for what, back in those God days, knows, ten, know. 10 bucks, 100 yeah. bucks, <laughs> you know, and now that's 100, 200, 500 million dollars. Yeah. Imagine if he had 10% royalty built in. I think, I think about uh, the music industry, um, super heavy with this too. How so? Um, Give be, some examples because, um, say, say you're a young artist and um, Matt Broder's is the hottest in the streets i'm a rapper all all the all the labor all the labels want to sign you and so they give you an advance and in return you sign over your rights to your own music that you make and so with the nft you are the label Mm -hmm. so you can just throw that on the blockchain you own your own music and every time it's sold you you're getting that percentage you can you can um essentially um partner with your fans mm-hmm. to be the label That's so the they're key. going to also have a percentage too so they, they they feel invested into your music career and so when i when i think about nfts i i ultimately just think of prince because he performed that one time with a slave wrote, written on the side of his face because uh, prince is a fucking genius legend plays every instrument voice of an angel didn't own any of his shit you know his label saying? did yeah so like and which at the time that was the only way you do like right. for prince to make that album or, or whatever the label he needed 
the label to do it. Right. To do the marketing, to do all. But he lost all of his control of his create of his music. Right, right. And uh, allegedly Kanye signed like a, a lifetime contract. He's not allowed to stop making music. Like shit like With that. his label? Yeah. Damn. So it's like these people need this money and so i understand why people sign deals but um it it really depends on when you're at where you're at in life but nfts gives artists ownership music artists regular artists whatever Mm -hmm. so that's why like i'm super excited about it because i'm not an artist myself maybe you guys consider podcast art maybe it could be um but i it's it's my favorite thing to be involved in podcast is art yeah, I hope so. I think so. There, there will be a way. I gotta think about it for a second. There'll be a way that podcast becomes an NFT or or used in way the contract. The function of a smart contract is used because honestly, to me, like I don't, even, I don't really watch TV anymore. I watch podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like I, me too. I enjoy good conversations. I, I enjoy learning about what people are doing. Um, I'm close to getting rid of all to get rid of Hulu. Like yeah, I keep it for live sporting events that to watch. Exactly. I, that's it. And then also all those subscriptions pile up, and it's like you might as well pay for cable anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> it started at forty five bucks a month, yeah. and now it's eighty. Yeah, like in Netflix. Anyway, what? But um, I really, I really enjoy podcasting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think it's an art. Some people are like, anybody can podcast. You just, you just talk on the mic. But it's, it's really, a quote unquote, an art to like keep it entertaining, keep, keep people um engage and 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 uh attentive to what you're saying what you're what you're trying to discuss so, yeah and i like the ratchet shit too i like when they have the the, the crazy podcast and shit so we're gonna bring a little <laughs> bit of all that together i think one while you're talking about music a key key point that you might have missed there is is while it's started and created if if an artist wants to start and create their own nft that's awesome and there's all these benefits but also to those fans who are able to own that nft from the beginning mm-hmm. from they're an up-and-coming artist that nobody knows and you're able to get this the uh, uh, a piece of their first album royalties right. by paying a hundred bucks for this first token that the artist can now fund his album with you know if that artist turns into a a, a uh, Nicki minaj a Nicki minaj a uh, prince a bieber yeah like imagine if bieber did this he was huge on youtube right, right? yeah and he had millions like yeah he could have <laughs> He could have made so much, but also the people that followed him or, or uh, uh, Billie Eilish on sound. My cousin the uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, she was saying something like, oh, man, like I, I knew Billie Eilish when she was like a nobody. Like I listened to her on sound. Right, right. Now she has she has nothing to show for it. That's how I feel about a few people. I you know, to. I hate that, too. You, you, you know, and then right? you hate being that guy. Right. Like, oh, I was listening to so-and-so before any of you motherfuckers. exactly like imagine if you <laughs> but can it's like prove show, it like look yeah. look i i i'm a part owner of that album like, right or right. i was here at this time imagine imagine if you're going to a con if you saw the first time jay-z performed h to the is live imagine if you were at that concert and that ticket was an nft right maybe that ticket was the actual clip of that song where you could then show people Hey, I was at this concert. Right. Like, this is the only way you're able to see this. And that's hope. So you know that's gonna cost. Right? <laughs> like now, who are the next artists nowadays? Like, like it's gonna I think it's gonna incentivize people to, to help out their 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 local artist or, or yeah. local card sh- you know, trading card shops. Like I think I think long term, once you know the the power of the big organiz big corporations aren't just throwing money at everything. I think it's going to be a way where communities can help support their own in very oh, yeah. different ways. It's going to be really fun. And I and I ask you guys to if if you're not into NFTs or anything like that, bear with us. We're our goal is to like keep it really digestible for everyone. I know it's like a, a weird space to conceptualize like even cryptocurrency like I heard of and I'm sure you did too. I heard of Bitcoin back in like 2011 2012 mm-hmm. and just was like okay you know what i'm saying like i like, like what is this yeah like all right so you can spend money on the internet or spend fake money on the internet that's how i understood it mm-hmm. so like um i i do think it's really important to at least 
um, have some sort of knowledge base on this stuff because it's going to affect our everyday lives. I, I truly believe that. Um, and even if you're if even if you're not with it now, just and you're not listening to us, listen to somebody mm -hmm. like because uh, the term wag me, we're all going to make it like that's what this community is all about. Like, yeah, trying to break this down for everyone so everybody like can be a part of it because for me being in, in, in part of crypto and nfts really came from um not being under this government law shit anymore <laughs> didn't you say it's, you started for you around the gamestop era yeah like... I, I i really started around the gamestop era because um uh and for those that you don't know um I, was it two years now or yeah when's the last year uh, right right before the pandemic yeah right so before early, the pandemic or like or do, i can't i can't remember anyway um that's when uh group on reddit was like everybody go invest into gamestop we're gonna run this up everybody invest we're gonna make some money they did the same thing with amc and so um what happened was um the investors behind GameStop gamestop were getting screwed because everybody was making all this fucking money but then the government allegedly uh, went to Robinhood, which was the platform um, that you could you could trade stocks on and you can't you still can't today. But fuck Robinhood. Um, well, first, real quick, it wasn't the investors that were getting screwed. It was the short sellers, or the it, yeah, the short sellers, so it was the sorry. people who were betting for GameStop to fail. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, big yeah. organiz the Citadel, the big the big hedge funds. They were betting to fail. Right. So right. all the us, the retail investors in Reddit, were like, hey, fuck these guys. If we all band together and start buying, it's just going it, to shoot let's up. Let's go up. And it's, it worked. It worked. But then until there was some interference. Robinhood took away the buy button. Yeah. For okay. AMC, too. Talk about being it, during market hours. Just it took away anybody's ability to buy. So immediately the price started to drop. And that the concept of the, the ability for anyone to be able to do that. You it, you did not be able to buy, or did they take it with a sell button? I think it was the buy button. Yeah, whatever it was, you couldn't liquidate. If you had made anything, you couldn't liquidate anything, and they were just trying to bring it down because these institutions. When you short sell something, I, I forget the the full term of it, but um, like you're overexposed more than your investment. You know, if it were to, the higher it went, they're paying an exponentially amount exponential amount more mm -hmm. than what they invest in so it was getting into the outrageous category and that's why the government the citadel robin Hood, they all kind it's not all even out proved yet it's all still like ongoing um they got in there's there's just some sketchy stuff yeah oh yeah for sure so and that led you to that crypto. that literally opened my eyes to crypto like why i should be paying attention um because everything well not everything but um, majority of what you get involved with and we'll and we'll talk about what we're involved with at a later date but um it's decentralized so there's allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> no interference that that would ever happen um even though i've been deep into some youtube conspiracies mm -hmm. with <laughs> it's not every, every, out yet yeah and they're saying like you guys are actually just a company created bitcoin and blah 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 whatever it's tough <laughs> It's th there's it's tough to believe in something these days, man. But. It really is. There's so much there's so much noise out there. But it's funny how you got in to crypto. You got into NFTs by way of crypto. I yeah. got into crypto by way of NFTs. Got you. But and that was through Gary. That was through was that? Gary. Yeah. Okay. I I, uh, I started following Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V on on YouTube or on all all social media uh, platforms. Uh, mostly around trading cards he started to get really loud about it a couple years ago i and remember that and he was he was heavy into the um he was finding some gems too like garage sales yeah. and stuff like that and to be honest what he's he almost entirely stopped talking about trading cards because of all the hate that he was getting of people fudding fud uh, okay. fear yeah. uncertainty and doubt of people saying oh he's just talking about this card to pump the price up so he can sell everything and he's sitting over here. He's like, I think his work. I think he said he's never sold. He maybe he's sold a card before, but like he's sold almost none of, definitely none of the cards that he's talked about publicly. He holds them all. 
he's got plenty of money. He's not looking to make a quick profit now. He understands. Yeah. If he gets a Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, rookie today, yeah, he could make a hundred bucks selling it in a year, but he can make a hundred thousand dollars if he keeps them for, for twenty for years twenty years. Yeah. Once he gets the Hall of Fame and wins a couple, of, you know, like he understands that. But so he got he stopped talking about that and started focusing on NFTs because there's a there's public proof of everything that he does. Like mm-hmm. people can't say you're pumping up a project just to buy it and then sell it because like it's all there he's like everything is public um so yeah a little side note found him through trading cards kind of kept following his content through through all of his his messages of of positivity and kindness and actually building businesses through you know the soft skill soft emotional ingredients you know treating your employees with empathy like seems kind of a crazy concept right yeah, but it, you would think. But it is actually, like, yeah. it is. It's not a norm. You think to build a big billion dollar business, you have to be an asshole and treat people as shit. You don't, and he's proven that. So I stuck with him. He started talking about a project he was gonna, his first NFT project called the V Friends that he uh, he launched last May, and that was my first entry into crypto because I had to buy Ethereum. Yeah. To which involved. is a type of cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. really the the main the main one in NFT world. Um, I had to buy that to be able to buy the token, mm-hmm. and from there it just kind of took off this this sort of rabbit hole of <laughs> obsession. Yeah, yeah, um, and understanding. Yeah, consistently consistently searching for that understanding. Yeah, and it, it's been no, that's dope, man. It's been fun, especially with my experience in trading cards and collectibles. Like right now, it's like the perfect pivot. Especially now, because like I think right now the NFT space is so it's so heavy collectible with a little bit of a utility. Mm. But I think long term and I think I think this is what really excites us is is the concept of it's kind of flipping. And eventually it's a little bit a little bit collectability and a lot of bit utility. Like you own this and it opens up this new world of right perks or membership owning IP exclusivity. Yeah. 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 That's where I think it's gonna get fun. No man, I can't wait, and I can't wait to talk to y'all about it. Like we've we've taken some L's. I know I oh yeah have, um, but that kind of comes with the territory of trying to learn something new, like learning learning the internet all over again. Yeah, is what it really feels like. Yeah, so. it does. So we're gonna talk more. I'm gonna talk more about V Friends in a later episode. But before we tap out here, I think it's important to note. Um, so we're both going. And our friend Zayner, we're going to this conference put on by, by the V Friends NFT project by Gary V and the V Friends called yep. VCon up in Minnesota. Up in Minnesota next month, May May nineteenth to twenty second. I can't so, wait. <laughs> this conference is gonna be dope. But so so when I bought the the V Friends, when the V Friends were created, their the utility. The, we, the, we definitely have to show one. We actually, do. So so they can see and know what V Friends is. We should and I should probably do like a rundown of the different mm-hmm. that would be l- series and, and layers, but from the original one, which um the, the very first collection of tokens, the primary utility, the primary, you know, extra perk that you get by holding this, you get that was an in real life conference called VCon. It's this conference that we're going to. So for every if you own a token, you get a ticket to this conference for three years. After that, to be determined. Three years? Three yeah. years. Okay. Um, after that, who knows? Maybe he keeps the conference going, maybe not. But this is his way to, all right, I'm buying this digital asset, but it gives me this in real life event, yep. this in real life experience. Value. Yeah. So that's what's leading us to VCon. I ended up, I was lucky enough to, to mint, to, to buy three of his V friends on, on their opening opening drop and with that we got three tickets so we're going next month and thank you no it's (laughs) it's gonna be i you're welcome i don't know what it's gonna be i'm excited for it i don't want to go to it alone like i'm so pumped you guys are gonna be there i'm gonna try me snoop there's (laughs) there's gonna be a chance it's it's gonna be him and 9999 other people you know it's gonna be awesome but we'll get to see We'll, we'll talk about it leading up to this conference we're gonna have Xander on. Yeah, um, can't wait. It's gonna be an experience to see. Okay, what does a Web three NFT focused conference look like? 
I'm definitely interested in talking to the women in Web3. Yes. We both have 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 some what's the right way to say it? I have women equity in NFTs. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. I mean, Boss Beauties is my favorite project. I'm a sad girls holder. Um, what else do I have? Women and weapons. Women and weapons. I wanted to have, I wanted to get into World of Women, but it's a little bit out of my price range. I saw the Galaxy drop. I missed that though. With Ethereum going up, the prices have been going down of a lot of things. Yeah. World of Women Galaxies, it's like right around one ETH. Okay. Maybe 1.25, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. It is a lot of money. And we'll, we'll do the breakdowns for you guys. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that's kind of like, ugh. About the whole community, because you can actually look up how much I spent on shit, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which is like, I, it could be cool, and it could be like, damn, bro, you, like, why'd you pay three thirty five hundred dollars for a some bullshit <laughs> for an armadillo smoking pot with a Santa Claus outfit on? Not to mention the value is down to six hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that that. <laughs> Some people need to learn about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, you check check me out, man. Go ahead. It's an open book. It's in, it's in my link tree, anyway. So I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see everything you bought. Actually, I could do that right now. You just go to your activity. Hey, man. Just you can go to my Instagram. It's right there. Do some calculations. <laughs> no, but but it's gonna be something. People got to be prepared for mistakes. Yes. Yes. There's there's a lot of trash out there. A lot of pitfalls. A lot of scams. There are scams. They say this the time that we're in right now is like when the when the internet was coming up in the late '90s and the internet stocks in late '90s, early two that boom and then and then bust where everything crashed. They say we're in that time now. You yeah. Know, even some of the top projects when when this all crashes, it all goes down. It may not go to zero, but if you if you bought something for twenty thousand dollars and it's now two thousand dollars, that's a big that's, that's a big L. drop. Yeah. Like, are you prepared to hold it through that time? Because I think it'll be a crash, but it'll come back up, or at least the the good projects will succeed, the right yeah. ones. Mm -hmm. But preparing for that time, do you store some ETH? Do you store USD? Do These you, are the do, questions. Do you keep it in? Do you, I don't know, man. I've got a couple of bodies that I want to have on the pod, and they are 100% st storing their money in crypto. Really? Like 100%. Like multiple different cryptos? Yep. No cash. Exactly. Like they, they only have um, a bank account for bills just to shift through. But they are for, for in real life companies that only take the dollar. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else is completely it's smart. So. Um, I know that would be hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around, but um, you know I'm excited to have them because I want to do that, but there's something mentally blocking me from doing that. It, it, <laughs> so no, th that is going to be a great conversation because yeah. that that's a big step. Yeah, to completely, you're completely digital. I want to get there too. I don't know if I would yet. Like. I still, and this is one of the reason, reasons I'm so bullish on this and why, why everyone, we're so early still. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is just. You're like not late. The if, beginning. If, you, if you don't have shit right now, you're not late. Not at all. So, like, they were telling me, like, if you buy a stock um, or you know, or you're you're receiving some sort of dividend um, that whatever you're getting is, like, 2%, 3%, whatever, whatever it may be. If you pick the correct coin, that shit could be, like, 30,000% return. Mm -hmm. And then, and then they were like, why the fuck would you have a stock if that's what you can get? And I'm like, I, that <laughs> seriously, I mean, that, that's where you got to go to your investing profile. Like, yeah. What are you able, what kind of risk are you willing to take? Right. Do you have a family and kids? Are you single? I happen to be single. Yeah. You happen to be single. What's your profile? Yeah, yeah. Like we've been able to take some risk. Yeah. So it'll be cool to have them on and talk through it. But we're not going to be all all crypto, all NFTs, no. all the time either. Um, I definitely have some people that I, I want to come on the pod. I know you do too. Um, different entrepreneurs uh, to talk through their, essentially their journey and how do they get to where they're at today? How did they start? What do they consider success to be for them? Um, for anybody who's interested in being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or anybody who currently is, or if anyone just wants to hear some good ass stories and, and how people yes. got started um we're definitely going to have 
those folks on, and then we're also gonna sprinkle in some, you know, some bullshit too. Little sprinkle. Little sprinkle. <laughs> so some some shit that's going on. I and I, I was joking with uh, Matt off mic that I'm so happy that we didn't record last week because everybody and their mom was talking about Will Smith. I refuse to talk about it <laughs> on a podcast. If, if you want to hit me up, we can talk about it one on one. But has anyone made a Fresh <laughs> Prince joke? <laughs> I'm sure. P R I N T S. I just thought about. <laughs> I love Will Smith yeah. and I love Chris Rock. Great to both of those gentlemen. But yeah. Um, that is that was the number one clickbait. The, the cooler, the cooler talk. Um, but definitely going to sprinkle in some things. Um, I know in the past, um, at least for the off top, the off top crew, um, and I'll I'll take some accountability for this. We might have got a little bit carried away in some of the um, the topics that we were we were diving on and forgot about what the in- initial start of the podcast was for. <laughs> um, so I promise that. We, we won't do that to you guys this time around. You live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. You live and you learn. Yeah, We're going to yeah. get organized. That's what I love about podcasting, too. Like, you you can see. Like, if you guys really want to go back, you can literally go back and see what we were on before and then where we're trying to take it right now. So, Provenance. You yeah. Know that word? Yeah. The, the very first of things. Like, there's some power in having your worst workout. Just, you know, maybe it wasn't your... You I wouldn't say it was our words, right, but it right. wasn't our. It wasn't what we set out right. to do, and and that might have like caused some static down the line. But um, one day people will appreciate that. One day, or one day you'll appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I I definitely appreciate it because yeah. it, it 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 definitely showed me the uh, the work work ethic for sure. Get getting a show out there once a week. We might sometimes we did two pods a week, um, and. I just love doing this, man. So like again, I don't want to sound like a broken record. No, I'm super happy that. You're, you're you're partnering with me on this because I'm passionate about what we're gonna dive into with NFTs, with entrepreneurship, and um, putting our own perspective on this thing. I'm right there with you. I'm pumped. I'm super psyched to be under the the contract year name. Hey. I, I got lucky there. I got lucky there. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll hopefully live it up. Yeah, uh, man. Like, like you would expect. So appreciate it. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to the Contract Year Podcast. You know what I'm saying? On to episode two. Until next time.